The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. I'm sure we are all familiar with the account of Peter and his three-time denial of Christ. That's a sad story from Scripture, showing us how even a man like Peter, who was close to Jesus and who was one of the leaders of his disciples, can fall in disgrace. But what about in our own lives? Is it not true that we deny him daily? Maybe not explicitly and verbally, but implicitly in our actions. Join us today as we begin looking at this problem of denying Christ. We're going to look at Peter's example, and through his fall, we can find both a warning and hope for our own case. Join us today for the first part of this message, but first we have a song selection that we hope you enjoy. And afterward, please stay tuned for the message.
This morning, I want to preach to you on a topic that, unfortunately, I'm an expert in. In Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 54, we read, Then they took him, that is Jesus, and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour after, another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. I want to preach to you this morning on denying Jesus. Denying Jesus. We all know this story, and we tend to look down on Peter for his lack of faith, his willingness so quickly to forsake his Lord that he had walked with, and he had talked with, and he had prayed with, and he had dined with, and he had traveled with all over that Judean hillside. But the truth of the matter is, is that I myself am much more expert, in my own opinion, at denying Jesus than even, than even Peter was. We all have denied Christ, and I don't mean in days past before we joined the church. I don't mean before we got baptized. I mean, if you'll be honest with yourself, as I try to be with myself, I believe you'll have to confess with me that this very week you have denied Christ. Not maybe literally and verbally, but in our lives and in our actions. I want to preach to you about denying Jesus because we need to know where denying Jesus begins. And we need to know where it leads. And if we can have a little warning about how that works, perhaps we can avoid finding ourselves in the position that Peter was in and in the position that we ourselves have been in in our lives and maybe not deny him so much in the future. One of the reasons I love that song, uh, I Am a Stranger Here Below, that we used as our introductory hymn this morning is because it reminds me that even though I deny him, even though I do not live in a way that pleases him, even though every day it seems like I'm continually back to warming my hands at the fires of the coals of this world that yet Jesus loves me and he will not let me go I'm so thankful for the oh see that's the I'm fast forward I'm, I'm we're turning to the back of the book right now and we're reading the end of the sermon okay is that Jesus free grace has saved us and praise God for that because it's the only thing that will carry us through because we 
fallen humans deny him constantly. So let's look at where denial begins, where it begins. It doesn't, it doesn't start here as Peter is sitting by the fire with the worldly people that are hanging out, that he's hanging out with. Denial begins, denial is conceived, if you will, in self-righteousness and self-reliance. You know why we need to understand that we are saved solely and wholly by grace and not by our works or our decisions? It's because only by understanding that we are saved solely and wholly by grace can we eliminate that pride, that arrogance that lifts us up to the level of God and says, well, me and the Lord got this done. <laughs> The Lord did all he could do, and then I took it on across the finish line. No, beloved, you, didn't have, you, you, wouldn't, you were running the opposite direction of the finish line. <laughs> the Lord had to get it across the finish line. That's what he meant in John 19, 30, when he said, it is finished. He finished it because he knew we couldn't. And we need to remember that because denying Jesus begins, it's conceived in our own self-righteousness. Just flip back a page here to verse 31 of chapter 20, uh, 22 of Luke. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now we're going to come back to that in a moment because it's very important what we read next, but that's something we'll talk about in a minute. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And now look what, look what Peter said. He said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Back over in Matthew, hold your finger there, but turn back with me to Matthew chapter 26. And Matthew elaborates a little bit on this. In Matthew chapter 26 and beginning in verse 31, Jesus said unto them, now listen to this. This is the word of our Lord, okay? Jesus said unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Now notice what he has just told them. He's saying, guys, you're all going to be offended. You're all going to be scattered. You're all going to forsake me. You're all going to flee. He says, but after I'm risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Now he's just told Peter this is what's going to happen. Now, I want you to notice Peter's answer. It's what he, we've already read in Luke 22, but it's a little bit more elaboration here. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. And then Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, Yet will I not deny thee. And now before we go picking on Peter too much, notice it says, likewise also said all the disciples. They all jumped in behind Peter, you see. But notice what Peter's doing here. He's saying, oh Lord, listen, I will go farther than anybody out there will ever go with you. Lord, you just can count on me. <laughs> I'm not going to forsake you. In fact, when they still go to string you up or to hang you up on the cross, they might as well just put a fourth cross up there and hang old Peter on it. That's what he's saying here. And listen, let me say this. I don't think Peter's lying. I don't think he's, I think he meant it. <laughs> he meant it. I mean, I've been there, haven't you, where if, if they had come, I mean, this morning I feel this way, that if they busted the doors down, 
And they came down here with chains and handcuffs and, and were, said, if you don't quit preaching the gospel, I'm going to drag you off to jail. I'd say, take me. Let me be the first one. I feel that way right now. But see, the problem is I may not feel that way tomorrow. I got to drive a long way this evening. I got to drive a long way tomorrow. Somebody's going to cut me off in traffic. Somebody's, we're going to get in a place where I'm frustrated by things. And suddenly I've forgotten all those promises I made to God. You ever been there where you, you know, especially after you've committed some sin that maybe is a recurring habitual sin in your life and you feel convicted by it, you feel just, you go out and maybe even weep bitterly like, like Peter. You say, Lord, I'm never going to do that again. I'm not lying to God. I mean it. But the problem is, is that human beings are so short-minded. Our I forget, you know, I heard Brother Mike Ivey say this one time. And when he was a kid, he never really got in trouble for actively doing wrong. He said he just forgot to do good. <laughs> you ever thought about that? It wasn't that he was set out to do wrong. He just forgot to do the right thing, you know. Your mom and daddy tell you to do something, and you go out and you do right the opposite. And, you, you know, I've been there where I've completely forgotten what they said. I didn't really mean to violate their, 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 their rules, but... But I just forgot about it. And sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes we do set out to, 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 to do wrong. But here's what, notice what Peter said. Jesus said they would all forsake him instead of humbling himself and falling to his knees and begging Jesus to help him remain faithful. Peter brashly and pridefully and self-righteously bragged about what he would do. He bragged about what he would do. And by the way, for Jesus to say, you're going to deny me three times, does not mean Jesus caused him to deny him three times. You understand? This is not some absolute predestinationist verse, okay? This is a verse that shows us simply that Jesus Christ, as, it's, as we're told in John 2, 25, he said, said there, he needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Child of God, he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows us better than we ever can know ourselves. He knew what Peter was going to do. And you know something else Peter should have remembered? Now, I know Paul hadn't written this yet in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 12. But it's a principle that carries throughout the scripture. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Anytime you feel like, as I heard Brother J.C. Rushing say one time, anytime you feel like you got a tail hold and a downhill pull on something, on the truth, on doing right, you better get ready. There's a stob coming up that's going to trip you up. <laughs> and he, he, listen, that's the way it is in my life. And I know it's that way it is in your life. I'm not, I trust I'm not throwing out false accusations here. I just know myself so well, and I know we're all in the same boat. Peter should have humbled himself, but instead he stood up and he started bragging on himself. Lord, I'll stay with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. See, denial begins in self-righteousness. It's conceived in self-righteousness, but it finds its maturity in separation. Notice back in our, in our text verse this morning, 
Uh, back over in Luke chapter 22 and verse 54, after they took Jesus to where they were going to uh, ultimately uh, scourge him and, and plate a crown of thorns and put it up on his head, it says Peter followed afar off. He followed afar off. You see, that's where we usually get into trouble, isn't it? It's when we start following Jesus afar off. We let a little distance get between us and the Lord. You know, Peter didn't have any trouble being faithful when he was right there with the Lord. When he was right there by his side up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Oh, I know he fell asleep and I know he fell asleep in the garden. He's still a fallen sinner. But as long as he stayed close to his Lord, he was, he was doing good. He was able to serve him. He was able to be faithful to him and and. Yet now we see him beginning to follow afar off. See, that's what, that's what Paul is telling us. If you turn sometime and read the first two verses of Romans chapter 12, especially in verse 2, where he says, he talks about in verse 1, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. At verse 2 he said, and be not conformed to this world. The word conform simply means to, con to conform yourself to another's pattern or to fashion yourself after the pattern of someone else. And the idea here is that you've got the pattern of Christ dwelling in you, but yet as a fallen creature, as that Adam nature is still within you, if we're not careful, we will set ourselves up after the pattern of this world. Do not be conformed. You know, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, one of the best admonitions we could find about separating ourselves from the world. In chapter 6 and verse 14, he says, Be, not, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? You say, we don't go to the temple anymore. No, Paul clears that up. He says, ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now look at verse 17. What an admonition, and how far short I fall of it. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now listen, this is written to children of God. This is not written to the reprobate in the world trying to get them to come into the church or come into the fold of Christ. This is written to you. This is written to the Corinthian church. It's written to Zion church. We need to come out from among them and be separate. Separation from the world will help us, but separation from His people will cause us, it will start us down the road, far down the road to denying Christ. Notice what Peter was doing. He said he followed him afar off. And in verse 55, it said, When they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. Notice what Peter's doing here, child of God. Rather than following his Lord into the judgment hall, he has sat down with the world and he's warming himself by the fires that they have kindled. Child of God, you can't, you can't warm yourself by fire without getting the smell of smoke upon you. 
You know, another way to put it, if you lay down with dogs, you'll get up with fleas. We kind of understand that, don't we? <laughs> He's saying if we sit down among those in the world, we will become like them. Now listen, it doesn't mean we never go out into the world. We don't lock ourselves off in some convent somewhere. We must live in the world, but here's what he's saying. Don't be of the world. You must live in the world. You must work in the world. Our jobs are in the world. Our lives are in this world, but don't be of the world and don't spend the majority of your time with those in the world who have no interest in the kingdom of God. Separation from the people of God leads us farther down the road to denying Jesus than we need to go. And listen, there's more to it than that. There's some more separation that will cause us problems. Separation from the Word of God. Separation from the Word of God. We're told over in Colossians chapter 3, you know we've been doing a series in Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to go back to that Lord willing next week. But in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10, he tells us we put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. How do you get renewed in knowledge? You put something into your brain. You put something into your mind. Remember Romans chapter 12, that we already talked about in verse 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's he talking about here? He's talking about... Uh, filling your mind up with the things of God. Where do the things of God come from? From the Word of God. That's what we need to be in. Notice what he says in the counterpart to Colossians chapter 3 over in Ephesians chapter 4. He says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22 that you put off concerning the former conversation or lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Beloved, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, we must be focused upon the word of God. We must be filling our minds with the things of God. That's what Psalm 119 tells us, right? Remember Psalm 119 and verse 9? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Are you a young man here or a young woman? Are you struggling with cleansing your way? Take heed to your way according to the word of God. Take heed to where you go. Take heed to who you hang out with. Take heed to what you're thinking. Take heed to what you're watching according to what the word of God says. You see, he tells us just two verses down in verse 11 of Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. I can speak from experience to this. It's very hard to engage in active sin while you're quoting the Word of God. <laughs> now, I'm not saying there aren't hypocrites out there, even reprobates out there that can, can pull the wool over our eyes, wolves in sheep's clothing that can do it. With, but I'm telling you, if you're a child of God and you've got a tender heart toward the Lord, it's hard to commit those, to, to, to participate in those active sins while you're thinking on the Word of God or while you're reading the Word of God. My point is this, is that when you hide the word in your heart, how do you hide it in your heart? You put it, you have to open it. You have to hold it in your hands in order to hide it in your heart. And you have to read it. And the purpose is that you might not sin against God. In Psalm 119 and 105, very famous verse, everybody knows it. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Separation from the word of God will cause you 
trouble and lead you well down that path to denying Jesus. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. 